Welcome, everyone, to a Mexican and a redneck, Father of the World. We are your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing, do you care about my feelings? I do, Ben. I care deeply about your feelings. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so let's talk more about your feelings. Let's talk about them. <laughs> Today on a Mexican and a redneck, Father of <laughs> the World, we'll be talking about feelings. In a very soft and... I don't know what kind of Let's voice. take a deep <laughs> breath before we begin. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. Oh, man. Go get your gun and clock and clock it. What do you call it? Cock it. Cock it. There you go. See? Put a round in the chamber. Got, Be a man. We got too much into that feely feely, and, and I'm like, oh, no, I got to feel something. Keep no. your tears in your eyes where they belong. Don't no. let them out. So with this, I want to talk about, like, your house and your home. So- do you care about my feelings? This is something based off uh, working with my children. I have two girls, a five-year-old, a three-year-old. And the other day I was working with them. And I don't know if you know this about little girls, Ben, but they can be quite emotional. I've observed. You know, you, I think you're in the same situation where you, you, you too have two girls. And uh, their feelings can be all over the place. And um, it got me thinking. Uh do I actually care about their feelings or am I just trying to kill their feelings? Because in my life, growing up the way that I grew up, I've learned to not listen to my feelings because feelings are horrible leaders, but they're great indicators. This is your statement that you made, which I think is great. You, you brought this to your reality. Like, I was like, oh, then you put it perfectly. Um, so feelings are good indicators, but they are bad leaders. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what you said. That's what you said. And I was really, really, I was like, that that makes perfect sense. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And then you just put it in a short little phrase that can be put on a t-shirt or a hat. And then we're just going to make millions of dollars off that. That's great. <laughs> Love it. And no one will still know what the <laughs> podcast is, but they'll really like the t-shirt and the hat. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um but I remember um, as far as my wife and I, when we were dating and she got so mad at me, she got so mad at me because I made, I, she was emotional about something and I was just like, I was like, quit being emotional. That's just so stupid, you know? And then I, at one point I ended up the conversation where she was like, you're just so callous. And I was like, and I was like, well, you don't, you don't feel anything. I was like, feelings are stupid. <laughs> they're, they're, just, you know, like, and I was like, but, I've learned to, in life, if you live based off your feelings, you can, you'll can you have a horrible life. Because your feelings, if you're in a bad situation, they're going to tell you to run. If you're in a good situation, it's you can easily get sidetracked by your feelings. I don't know if I'm making any kind of sense. Help me out here. What am I trying to say? As far as the feelings, you've you've experienced. I fell asleep. I was tired of listening to you talk about your feelings. <laughs> I just I've been taking a nap for the past three minutes. Well, good. good. No, no, I I understand what you're trying to say. You you have to be very careful. Like something bad can happen, and you can want to cry, but it might not be the best time to cry. Something funny can happen, and make you laugh and feel good. But it might not be the best time to laugh. And you, you have to distinguish as an adult, you know, when when is the good time 
to laugh? When is the good time to cry? Or whatever the situation may be. And when is, when is the good time to follow those feelings and let them lead you? Right now, if we start laughing, it's fine because this is a fun, happy moment. But maybe in a funeral, it's not not the best time to laugh. You know, and, and teaching your kids that same thing, you know, hey, you you got to start learning the discipline of controlling your feelings. Yeah. And it goes, so going back to like my kids, so there's been the experience like with my little girl, she's in school right now. And then she's still in that phase to where she actually enjoys going to school. But I know that feeling is going to go away. And it, and it does at times where she'll be like, well, I don't feel like doing schoolwork. Well, it doesn't matter what you feel like. You have to do it. But even through that process, I'm, I'm finding myself analyzing and looking, okay, her feelings are legit. But how do I not just kill her feelings, but teach her how to control her feelings to where she's able to, you know, measure her environment, but then still do the things that she needs to do regardless of how she feels because I've learned at this stage of my life to where action, if you start doing something, then your feelings are going to follow that action. You may start, you may not feel like cutting the yard or getting, you know, getting your house prepped up and clean or whatever. But if you start doing the action, the good feeling is going to follow it because you've, you've accomplished something. It's always when you start something you stop halfway through it that your feelings of like, ah, oh, that was just pointless. But it's the follow through of finishing and accomplishing it that causes your feelings to lead, um, uh, or causes your feelings to follow your actions. And that's something that I've been kind of going through with my kids as far as like, okay, you may not feel like doing it right now at the beginning, but trust me, once we're done with this task, you're going to feel really, really good. You know, and I remember this experience that I had with my mom, um, man, I don't know how old I was. I was probably like 10 years old or something like that. And my mom got into this mood. She wanted to organize the house. Well, I didn't feel like it. No, I didn't feel like doing it because I thought the house was just fine. And it was an all day dang bend. It was just like trying to do this and rearrange the house and hearing this and me and my mom trying to move all this, all this furniture and everything together. And then. At the end of the day, we finish. And she and we got it to a place where she was very happy and she loved it. She was like, oh, this is great. And I just remember this feeling of like accomplishment of like great joy. I was like, oh, wow, we did this together. And now I feel really good. Like all that pain that I felt through the process, it doesn't even matter because of this moment. Now it 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 supersedes the pain and so how do i teach that i'm like i'm I'm going through this process like i mean how do i teach that to my kids without always being angry or yelling and be like oh or being like a drill instructor you know it's like but going on that journey with them again and showing them look i do care about your feelings i do care about what you're feeling right now but trust me once we're done with this you're going to feel really good you know, um, because I think our children's feelings are very valid and they've been given to them for a reason. But it's that reason of showing them that if you live your life based off your feelings, which I think the world that we're living in, that's one of the big problems. 
It's that's a real thing. A lot of people are living based off how they feel right now. And if you're living on that, your feelings are going to take you into some dark, dark areas. And by the time you get there, it's going to be too late. And you're going to realize, wow, I don't want to be here. I want to be gone. Because you ha- you also have the opposite. You may be going through that process, that journey, and everything just feels good, feels good, feels good. But then you get to the end result, and it's darkness, it's chaos, is is gloom. Because that feel good process instead of going through the pain of organizing you've gone through the joy of destruction and now you look back and it's complete chaos yeah you know and that kind of concerns me of when i look at the world where we're living at right now like uh i see where this is going to end and it's not going to end well and that's one thing that baffles me about the current state of the world is people not everybody but People who are driven by their feelings, but then others' willingness to allow them mm-hmm. to walk away from something just because they don't feel like it. And there's no accountability. And it's like, well, what do you mean you don't feel like it? You, I mean, if you're sick, you know, take a PTO day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just you just don't feel like something, you know, get to work. You know, you have stuff to, you have a purpose. Everyone listening, everyone on this planet has a purpose. Everyone has a thing they're supposed to do, but they can't be driven by their feelings to achieve it. You have to put your feelings about stuff aside and just say, okay, I know I need to achieve that thing that I set out to do because I know, or at least I think right now my purpose is this. Maybe it will change, but to pursue where they are and not give up. And feelings can be liars, in my experience, big time. Yeah. And it's not that you're not, the feelings are invalid, but my daughter, she, you know, I talk to her about this a lot because she feels all the feelings. She's just one of those people and she's, she's sad. She'll cry. She's hurt. She'll cry. She's confused. She'll cry. She's stressed. She'll cry. And that's fine. I'm, I'm very okay with people feeling their emotions, you know, especially my daughter. I I let her feel those emotions. I don't want to stifle them, but I do say to her, okay, let's talk about what the situation is. Why are you crying over your homework? For example, you know, we're sitting here doing schoolwork and you're just breaking down in tears. You know you're supposed to do schoolwork. You have to continue learning and studying and you need to do it for the rest of your life. Why are you crying? Well, it's just really hard and it's making me stressed and I'm sad. And I'm like, that's valid. Those are all valid feelings. It is hard. It is stressful. It is a lot to take in. Yes, you might need a small break, but you can't take a big break and walk away from it. You have to stick with the problem. You have to keep working it. It's teaching you a bigger picture problem solving solution. And she just has to sit and work through it. And we don't let her leave the table. You know, and we're teaching her that discipline because when she completes it, she's happy. I completed my homework. I'm so happy, you know, and, and, and it's done and I don't have to think about it ever again. And I've achieved something and I'm that much smarter and you get all the credit and validation from the people around you telling you to do it. And, oh, you're doing good in school and that's great. And, you know, but we have to sit down and say, okay. 
why are these feelings coming up Mm -hmm. and are they really worth listening to or should we just figure out why they're liars and move forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and then, because one thing that really got me thinking about this topic and as far as like why I wanted to do this podcast, Ben, um, was that when you think about your children and their feelings and, you know, even I remember you talking about like the experience that she had with your dad passing away and how that just opened up a floodgate of emotions for your daughter. And you kind of had to go deal with that process of how do, how do I help this child out? And I've been thinking about my kids. I'm like, um, as a, as a dad, you're like, I don't want my kids to feel the way that I felt as a kid. Cause I always felt as a kid that my feelings were just not validated. Like it was just, you know, there, I, I wasn't, it wasn't acknowledged. Um, which it's a real feeling that I had, but then I'm like that pain that I went through, I'm just trying to avoid the pain for them. But if I hadn't gone through the pain, then I wouldn't know what it feels like to feel good after the pain. So, um, and I feel like that's the society that we're living in. Everybody's trying to avoid the pain, the, the bad feeling of, of feeling pain, you know, and you just want to feel good all the time. But um, if you feel good all the time, that just makes you weak. Is that the pain of loss is what creates strength. You know, it's like even working out, you have to, you have to stress your muscles out in order for them to grow. You have to stress your emotions out in order for them to become stronger and better. Like, oh, I can handle this. But if you just give in to the feelings all the time, especially the feelings of pain and quit, then you're developing a society of quitters where as soon as things start to feel bad, you're going to give up and quit. But it's, and I look at past generations, Ben, and I'm like, man, they survived in harsher environments than we did, than we we can even imagine like um i was talking to my wife and i was like talking to her i was like because we just had a child i was like can you imagine living in the world without a heater or ac in the summertime like what would we do right now because right now my kids would be feeling really cold we're kind of feeling a little bit cold right now because we're in a room that it's a concrete floor, and apparently concrete is a great conductor of cold because I can just feel the cold air, the coldness coming through the concrete through my boots. <laughs> my toes are pretty cold, Do you too. feel it? <laughs> and it's like my body, upper body is like, oh, it feels pretty good. But my, my toes, I'm like, man, this is really cold. We need a carpet underneath this. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Frontiers people, those are great examples yeah. of, of just how, my goodness, how how amazing they are at surviving they just get in a wagon with the tools they had on that wagon and that was it and we're headed out west and that i mean could you imagine that life and those people thrived the feeling the some did some didn't yeah (laughs) a lot of people died a lot of people died but overcoming that feeling of the unknown of like man i'm gonna make it it's it's something that i'm like how do we teach that to our kids without just giving into the feelings um because i'm of the opinion that we are getting ready to go into some hard times and my kids need to be prepared for it 
because there's only going to be there's only so much that I can do to protect you from the world. But there's coming a day where you're going to go out into the world and it's just going to it's going to be you and the world. Like at this point, it's you and the world. You know, your dad's not even here anymore. He's he's gone. So it's like you still have your grandfather. You still have friends. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that it's your responsibility to take care of your actions. It's your responsibility to take care of your family. And and I'm looking, I'm like, man, there's going to be a day when I'm not going to be there for you. But am I am I doing the right things now to prepare you when those feelings of doubt, of despair, of I can't do it? Are you going to give in to that? Or are you going to be like, no, I can overcome it. I'm going to acknowledge these feelings, but I'm not going to let them control me. So I hope I am. And I hope you guys learned something from this uh, uh, podcast. I think I did. Did you learn something? We learned something. Good. We want to thank everyone for listening to a Mexican Aronic Follow the World. We love you and we're proud of you. Mexican <laughs>